Hello, and welcome to our big return of Anime Countdown. I'm your host, LB, and joining me as always is CT. Hey there. So it has been a while since we've released a new episode. That's mostly because real life is a bitch. Uh, but you can't get rid of us that easily. We are not giving up on this yet. We're going to keep going on, and with any luck, now that winter has calmed down a little bit, we'll be able to get back into a regular release schedule. So Maybe give it up in another couple weeks. <laughs> uh, so for today's episode, we're talking about series that made us say hard pass, as in we sampled them for at least three episodes and then said, no, this isn't for me. Uh, for me, I actually narrowed down my list quite a bit because my drop list is rather huge. <laughs> uh, so I narrowed it down to the qualifier of it had to be a series that I've watched at least three episodes of and is rated at least four full stars on Anime Planet by other users. So that helped ah. me. Yeah, that helped me narrow down my list quite a bit. Uh, did you have any qualifiers for your list? Uh Interestingly, I, I come in the neighborhood, but I think I come in there by way of... It, it's far too easy. When I started thinking about it, I'm like, well, you know, there are these things where I go into something and I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's probably not going to be for me. Um, I or, or I'm just, uh, you know, I don't care for a particular genre or a particular type most of the time, and maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, and that'll be great. Uh, so I didn't want to just run into, hey, I don't normally like these things, and that's a thing that I don't normally like. Hooray, it's on my list. Um, <laughs> so it, it felt like easy stuff. You know, I could, I could fill it with a whole passel of uh, uh, you know endless battle shonen for for all that really mattered uh, so in a way I had to turn it into picking ones where not I go in and expected it to be good and was unpleasantly disappointed but rather things that I went in hoping like I had personal reasons or more reason to get into and in the end just being unable to do it and therefore making it uh, worth talking about for me that works uh i do have a couple of honorable mentions uh series that i wanted to put on my list but i didn't for whatever reason uh i just want to briefly hit on them uh there's a couple from a couple of different genres uh as miss bl's above likes uh is a series that rated actually quite high on anime planet but i couldn't finish uh i think i got through about eight episodes of it before i decided that i was kind of just kind of done with it it was really cute really fun but it was very samey. It didn't feel like much of anything was happening from episode to episode. The uh, the lauded CGD uh, CT Cthulhu girls doing Cthulhu things. 
So yeah, I mean, there's a couple of shonen titles which you know aren't surprising. Doctor Stone is on my honorable mentions. Don Machi is on my honorable mentions. Both of those are series that I watched you know, probably a good 10 to 15 episodes of before I decided that they weren't for me. Uh, surprisingly, there is one sh- sh- uh, shoujo on my honorable mentions, and that's Fushigi Yugi. I just don't think I'm ever going to finish that one. I started it, I got about nine episodes in, and just decided it wasn't for me. Well, that, that'll be interesting come my fourth pick. So. <laughs> uh, and then the last one that I want to mention is a series that I literally got up to episode 24 and just never got around to watching the last episode. So technically this counts and that'd be Nichijo. Wow. Yeah. That's- I mean, I don't know why I have not watched that final episode. I just I just need to set aside 25 minutes to do it and I Hey, I I got a series you got 20 episodes through and then just decided you didn't want to watch the ending of it. You couldn't even talk about the ending of it. <laughs> You're going to be sore about that for a long time. I'm going to bring up Escafone for for a long long time, I think. Okay. <laughs> so yeah so but, uh, i mean those are my honorable mentions amusingly Danmachi makes me think of a new idea off the top of my head which is series that you watched and enjoyed enough but then when they rolled around again you just could not build up any enthusiasm to continue it yeah, I could fill up the list. That, that's that. exactly that's exactly what that was to me. I'm like, oh yeah, it's coming back. Do do I want to watch? <laughs> Not really. I think I'm good. So, uh, which is amusing. I do still play the the dumb gotcha game though. You still so. play that game? I didn't know that anybody still played that game. Yeah, you'd be surprised. There's always some idiots still playing it. But, <laughs> uh, there there were certain things it did better. And uh, it's fun to just uh, play some of those things like fidget spinners and keep building up your uh, your forces. And uh, the, it uh, it actually has a guild where you can chat with people, so... It, it stuck around, even though I don't I don't care for the source and don't don't watch or uh, read any of the stories while playing the game. Just cl- click the buttons. Click the buttons. <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's get into our main list. We're gonna try and breeze through these, but knowing us, this br- uh, br- this breeze might become a stronger gust. Uh, but let's go ahead let's start with our first choice and as always we're going to start with you what is your number one okay Uh, so this one that I'm starting with is one of those where I'm trying to figure out what exactly uh, prohibited me about it I mean it's a bit of a normie sport sort of thing but you know if the writing is good enough it doesn't matter a whole lot 
it's one of those that is very formative for anime in general. So I, I go into ones like this hoping that I can grab a bit of the uh, the culture and the development of uh, anime specifically out of it. This would be uh, Osamu Dezaki's directorial debut. Uh, there are iconic everythings from this damn show, uh, Ashteno Joe or Tomorrow's Joe. So uh, the manga is about a, uh, you know, a drifter who becomes a boxer and then it's all about his you know just trying to go through and and find his way and rise to various challenges i suppose there might be a bit of aesthetic in this because the 70s is a bit more challenging but it's not like i have really a challenge with uh dezaki in general or 70s. I mean, I've watched in for the Ace and uh, other uh, things. I don't have a huge total of it. But I think a number of the character designs in this hit me in the same way that uh, sometimes weird Osamu Tezuka stuff does, where it just kind of throws me out because I'm... Uh, I'm really not caring for the particular <laughs> particular characters being designed. It's hard for me, I think, to get into uh, boxing as an overall sport, which isn't to say that I won't find a boxing series. There are a couple, uh, one in particular that I that I love, but that has more to do with the uh, author. Uh, I mean, there's one pound gospel, but I don't really count that. That's Takahashi. It's a it's a amusing little rom com, but it's barely about boxing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's more about failing to diet. Uh, but uh, but I do love uh, Katsu, uh, which is great overall. But I'm getting more from it. it I think it's a well crafted overall journey it doesn't have to be about boxing most of uh most of his stuff is about baseball which again is boring most of the time <laughs> but i love cross game and h2 so uh i just happen to really like the author so i i forget how many i got into with joe um i tried picking it up again when I'm like, okay, maybe the 80s one will have a little more, but I simply could not get invested in the hero's journey of this particular hero. Uh, and I'm not sure how one is really supposed to. That might that might be the kind of disconnect that I get from a lot of sports series where I don't really care about the main character and I don't really care about the sport. Usually I like them a bit askew and there are only a few authors who I'll follow in to a, to a normie sport <laughs> because it doesn't, the, the progress of that doesn't matter a whole lot. Like I'd, I'd rather they couch their, their stuff in some weird, weird sport or, or something else. But uh, Joe, I really wanted to be able to get more out of just due to the cultural positioning of it but uh so it 
it becomes a little frustrating that I simply uh, could not travel down this this poor soul's path, and uh, and it, it is definitely not for me in the long run. I'm not going to say anything about Hajime no Ippo. I, I knew that would be, you know, a pile of crap before I, uh, <laughs> before I ever even uh, would have wanted to do anything with Ippo. So uh, that that that's that's my arch nemesis manga, I think. And uh, One Piece is right behind it. Surprisingly, I actually have something to contribute to this conversation. <gasps> Woohoo! Uh, early on in my reviewing career, someone actually released the Tomorrow's Joe movie, and I watched and reviewed it, and wow, did I hate it. <laughs> I think I might have watched the movie as, as part of it at one point. I don't even remember. Yeah, I didn't watch the any of the TV series, but I did watch the movie. I hated it because the ending was one of the dumbest things that I had ever seen in the <laughs> sports anime. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll even spoil this because frankly, <gasps> who's, I doubt that anybody who, you know, really cares is going to seek this out too much. But basically, if I recall correctly, Joe, you know, fights his, you know, becomes a boxer and he fights his way up to a big championship match. Except for the problem is, is that Joe and this big champion are from different weight classes, but mm. the champion still wants to fight Joe. So he goes on this insane diet and he goes into saunas and he basically withers away to basically nothing so that he could qualify to fight Joe. Right. And then at least one of them dies, I think, in the fight, if not both of them. I don't remember that part too clearly. I just remember this champion withering away to nothing just so that he could fight Joe. And and I'm sitting there going, what is the point? Yeah, that's that's one of his first real huge ones, and yes, that that guy w wins and then dies after, and it's uh, it it's a big psychological thing that Joe has to carry with him through the rest of his career. So, yeah, it's a little crazy. You'd uh, you'd think that would probably be the inefficient way to sport. Yeah. <laughs> starvation diets i don't know how your how your muscle control uh uh goes if you're busy crashing every bit of uh, uh weight to be able to fight the dude but uh obsession i guess thy name is punching people in the face i guess so yeah the action was never good either that's that's the other problem. Now, Katsu was never made into an uh, anime, which I guess is a bit of, of a shame, but uh, the when watching the boxing in uh, uh, the manga for it, it's not conveyed in a way that makes me go bleh. Whereas most of the time when I'm watching boxing animated, I'm not sitting here 
intense. I'm I'm much more intensely watching the action and drawn along uh, something when it's a car-to-card being, you know, speared at uh, 100 miles an hour uh, off the play field than with these uh, things. And and don't get me started on the Dempsey Pole. <laughs> That's... That's part of what makes me hate it both so much is the Dempsey and the anti-Dempsey and the anti-anti-Dempsey and the anti-anti-anti-Dempsey and you get five minutes of crazy rolling animation and while everyone's going, ooh, ah, what, what will happen? And like, oh my god. It, it ain't good. So that, uh, I, I guess uh, you, you probably wouldn't uh, have enjoyed it from the beginning either. Yeah, I'm guessing not, but like I said, I saw the movie and that pretty much turned me off of ever watching anything for that franchise ever again. We'll always have the postcard memories. (laughs) So, alright, let's go ahead, let's move on to my number one. Uh, The thing is, with my list and all five of my choices is... I didn't do this intentionally, but there's kind of a running theme with mine. And by the time you get to the end, I think you'll figure out what that overarching theme is, if not sooner. But anyways, the first one that I am going to go with uh, is a series that I've talked about this before. Now I'm going to talk about it a little bit more at length. Because uh, I've only briefly hit on it in the past. I don't know how many episodes I got through before I decided that just I di- I couldn't watch it, and that would be Death Note. Hmm, interesting. Death Note is not a series that I would have turned away before. Um, the issue is, and I've brought this up before on previous podcasts, is that I got to Death Note way too late. By the time I got to Death Note, it had been spoiled all the hell to me. Mm-hmm. And this is very much a psychological series that requires you to be thinking and requires you to not know everything that's going to happen beforehand because otherwise it gets really boring really fast. Mm -hmm. I think you can certainly still enjoy the process, but yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you lose a lot out of it if all of the major uh, points along the line are known to you going in. It's hard to uh, uh, get the the suspense out of it and uh, enjoy the chase if you know who wins each round. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, Death Note is a series that had I gotten to it when it was first released, I really think that I would have loved it. But, like I said, I just didn't get to it in time. And by the time I did, it was a big thing. And, yeah, and I had discovered internet message boards and we didn't have spoiler tags back in the day so yeah so which uh how far did you get in and which you know specific angles were you already knowing about that that was affecting uh uh, the particular arcs i think i I got i think i got about 10 or 11 episodes in 
uh, and I, a couple of the early story beats I didn't really know about because those weren't as major, but I believe it was when uh, Light uses the Death Note when they're on the bus. Uh, that right there, I was just like, oh, right, I've heard about this. And then I also knew about the ending, the overall ending, uh, and kind of the epilogue episodes afterwards. And so I, by the time I got to about episode 11 or 12, I want to say, just didn't have enough impact and interest for me to keep going with it. Gotcha. Because you're, you you figure you'll be going into each successive arc by, uh, you know, as much as even when you're watching it the first time, you can assume that light's going to get light's way, for the most part. Uh There's obviously still you know more going on behind the scenes, and uh, you don't know where L is going to intrude and how they're you know back and forth thing in general but uh yeah if you if you know stuff like him getting captured and writing the fake rules and everything else there are there are a number of things that uh that are much more interesting if you go in blind and then uh figure out at least partially on your own before the full extent gets revealed to you by one person or another yeah, so. I mean, I kind of compare it to Code Geass in that Code Geass is another psychological series where if you already know the big story beats, it's not nearly as compelling. The first time I watched Code Geass, I absolutely loved it. I thought that it was amazing, and that's because I got to it early and was able to beat all the spoilers. Uh, but then... You know, I tried watching it again a few years later, and it's like, oh, yeah, I know all this, and it's boring (laughs) now. I've been usually pretty good about being able to avoid, you know, things in general. I don't recall when I read Death Note for the first time. It would have been early enough, but uh, even then, I guess, uh, you know, the, the anime had already gone come and went uh it's not a not a thing that i watched through uh death note is one of those things like uh bakaman and other ones from the author where i'd I'd rather just read and get the full extent of the art out of it as well but uh in fact i i just literally finished death note again because within the past couple weeks or month they they finished the re-edition in the manga plus app so right on i'm uh i'm i'm very close to it as it were but uh that's that's certainly interesting (laughs) we'll we'll have to uh decide if my end one has that beat or not Alright, so let's go ahead and let's move along to our second choice. What is your number two? Not a not a whole lot that there is to say about this. Uh, I've brought it up before in context of mentioning uh, things when we're doing the yearlies and stuff like that. But 
it's another one of those that feels weird. It's one of those that you're obliged to watch at least a bit. So I would watch the first part, and then I tried the second part, and I tried the third part in the 80s, and it, at no time, the, the first part especially was was real fucking bad when, uh, when I got that. Another one of those for the time, was it just too messy? Was it just too kind of dumb? And I had sworn off this IP forever, basically, other than Castle of Cagliostro, which gets a buy for being a Miyazaki film. So, uh, but when I got around to really enjoying Lupin Part 5 and then worked backwards and enjoyed Woman Called Fujigo Mine and Part 4, I went back and I'm like, you know what? Let me seriously sit down again and try to re restart the earlier parts. And even though I enjoy a bunch of Lupin at this point, no, nah, they're, they're still bad. <laughs> I just can't, I cannot get through them, especially parts one and two. Three has a, a few more quirky charms, I guess, and it's a bit more fun, you know, pink jacketed 80s sort of stuff. But uh, part one is real, real damn bad, except the that original opening, which is great. Uh, and part two goes on for, for damn ever. And I'm like, I, I, there's no way I can make it through this thing. <laughs> there, there was just someone's video I watched, uh, who had just watched everything Lupin <laughs> and gone through it. And I'm like, no, no danger too much, <laughs> too much. So it's, it's funny that I came to it eventually, but I think it's still interesting that even though i started enjoying it i can't the, the stuff that originally turned me off still turns me off so uh you'd you'd think something would have changed maybe i'll try to pick out some uh, key movies and ovas here and there but uh i think i'll just wait for part six and see what they do with that so with part one <laughs> Did you finally narrow it down to, is it just because it's a product of the times, or is it just your own personal tastes, or...? Uh, well, I mean, there is some product of the times in that it, it feels... It's definitely of the era where, you know, it, it feels like cheesy dub times back in the uh, Speed Racer days and the gotchamon days but for for lupin specifically i mean it's it's a bunch of his early tales it's a bunch of nonsense basically which admittedly is a lot of it but the humor is raw the characterizations uh aren't there there's no there's not a whole lot of depth to these guys in general, they're they're very you know straightforward ciphers, but I there's even less of it. It feels like in the beginning, and the animation is also kind of crap. <laughs> so that uh, that doesn't help it uh, <laughs> by any measure. It doesn't feel like it has seventies styling nearly as bad because Lupin has always felt. 70s because of when when it started and going forward it felt you know very uh, uh the manga is very late 60s the anime is 60s 70s 
uh, uh, style to it. So it's it in some ways it's locked in. It, it's just a modernized form of it. So there's there's less to there's less that's making me think it's of a particular era, but uh, it it comes about more the the action and the overall cheesiness to it. So I think I just need Lupin with a bit more structure between it and there's absolutely none in the old stuff and there's there's just enough for me to hang something on in the uh in parts four and five for my second pick this might get me some hate but that's okay i'm willing to accept that I have watched the first three episodes of this series multiple times, and for the life of me, I do not get the appeal of it. I just, I can't do it. And that would be Log Horizon. Okay. So Log Horizon, sort of, kind of, a little bit isekai with people getting stuck in a video game, Except for it's not a death game like Sword Art Online. It's just people stuck in a video game and having to make the best of it until they're able to get out of it. At least that's what I've always gathered from those first three episodes. Um, and I just, like I said, don't get the appeal. I've tried uh, to understand it from multiple angles i've read about it i've looked into what happens a little bit further on not too much further on because i didn't want to spoil myself silly uh but yeah there's nothing about this series really appeals to me and makes me want to watch it all it's interesting i haven't watched a lot of log horizon but not due to you know lack of interest or or getting out of it but rather just because you know i start watching with a couple people and we never continue and then it sits on the back burner forever yeah uh i think i would enjoy it uh a lot more than a lot of isekai stuff and the video gamey ones because as at the very least previously it's been a number of years since i've delved real hard into an mmo but as a uh as a fairly large mmo head my understanding is log horizon deals with a lot more of like seriously treating the the game aspects of it whereas all the other ones just treat it as a, a pile of nonsense most of the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like that would be interesting to me is them you know actually delving into the game portion of it to find their success through the mechanics that are presented to them and uh beating uh, beating the nature of the game metagaming and stuff like that so i'm i'll definitely have to get back into it at some point i don't have too much to to say about it otherwise though uh in indeed going in and saying i don't see any appeal to this while you have uh, a lot of appeal uh, to my understanding to sword art online that'll that'll definitely attract you some looks i i rather have, have a feeling more people will 
<laughs> will want to uh, lean the other way in that equa- in that particular equation. Yeah, I know, I know. Is it that the main character doesn't have a harem? <laughs> is that is that the problem? There aren't enough characters who are mooning over him the whole time. That actually is not the problem, as far as <laughs> I've been able to figure out. I mean, I. I like some of the characters. Like Akatsuki is fun. I think that she's adorable. But just the overall story and the overall handling of the everything is just not appealing to me. I disliked the... I think what turned me off entirely is when the characters figured out that they could eat in the game and actually taste things so long as they actually cooked it themselves and didn't use the cooking skill which kind of boggled my mind a little bit i'm not sure why that confused me so it didn't well no confused is the wrong word but it was definitely one of those things it's like okay yeah i i suppose i forget the nature of how they're in the game though yeah i don't remember uh, exactly either you can you can certainly make reasons for it and as long as it's handled interestingly i think that's uh, at least a, a cute extra element to it wherein you know they or other people in the world like flavor isn't even a thing because it's all just done in some automatic way, but then if you change it and suddenly it, uh, people gain an extra sense effectively, you can understand how that might uh, change the, the landscape and their fortunes in the, in the strange world. So, okay, let's go ahead. Let's move along to our third choice. What is your number three on your list? Uh, this one... I got into, at least I had to include, I feel I had to include this due to recent things that you've been doing on your end and causing me to chat about uh, on my end. Because uh, it's it's hard to find something for me that was more iconic in the beginning uh, of my getting into anime than uh, Robotech was in the U.S. And then specifically for me, more than watching the Do You Remember Love movie, Macross D-Y-R-L, right away over there. I knew that they were connected, but I was starting to learn how, and that I would pick up more and more Macross stuff. Uh, When we started going to Chinatown and everything, we were even, you know, that was during uh, Macross 7's uh, uh, what is it? Uh, actual release, so it was airing, but we weren't getting them because Harmony Gold is a bag of dicks. So uh, I had plenty of fun watching that. Pretty much pile of nonsense. That's uh, that that's coming up a lot. Nonsensical things. But Mac Macross Seven is utterly doofy. But because it was a shared experience with me and my friends, it's still. I still have fond, weird memories for it. Uh, So you would think that 
I would get into the next major one. I'm not really counting Macross Zero in the equation here, but the next big Macross series was Macross F, Frontier. Uh, and I mean, the, the character designs are great. It feels like as close to a return to force as you can possibly do. But I am just utterly stymied because all of the all of the fighting, all of the mechs, all of the everything is CG. And it's CG of an era where it's not quite there yet. It it's better than real shitty uh, <laughs> attempts previously, but it is it is not just not there. And it, it's crazy to me because I'm like, I want every element of this show, but I can't make it for your fight scene. <laughs> I, there's still my, you know, my brain thing with CG in general, but even nowadays there's, you know, there's enough that I can get through. There are certain all CG things that are doing better, but Frontier... I will try periodically and I'll see if I can figure out a way to acclimate to it. But every alien ship, every, uh, you know, Veritech, every uh, damn destroid on the whole uh, uh, block, they're just all done there. There, there are reasons to use, like, I, I could see it perhaps if there's a lot more, okay, flashy camera work and flying and crazy stuff. They lean into the CG for the Itani Circus, which, you know, w would take 80 hours and a million dollars to draw by hand or, or something. Uh, <laughs> or you're, you're going through this crazy corkscrew spiral. There, there are ways in which I can be like, yes, that's fine. Lean on it in these ways and maybe we'll try to gloss over it. But when it's just a hundred percent CG, but then they have the characters talking to each other, and the characters don't have CG faces, so it keeps jarring me. Even in the middle of the uh, uh, combats, because it's it's showing me Alto's face while he's flying, and then we're right back into the CG craziness. I, it is simply punching me in the face the whole time. Uh, I didn't even try Delta out for this because it, it, I just feel like Frontier stopped my ability to Macross and it's a weird it's a weird place to find myself in because I, I want to go more and I'll go back and I'll watch other things, I'll watch other mecha things including, you know, crazy ones I'll, I'll rewatch Die Buster and uh I'm like, see, there, you know, there's crazy mecha in action, and most of it is still 2D, and they they mix in, they definitely mix in CG for here. They do some complex stuff, but this this works for the most part because it's not constant and uh, and constantly slapping me in it. Uh, so it uh, it it just makes me breathe out a a heavy sigh and wish for the. The good old days, of course, of 2D everything. 
<laughs> but more more specifically of 2D uh, Veritech. Back in the good old days of anime when you had to walk uphill both ways through six feet of snow <laughs> yes. to get to your tapes. Exactly. I apologize, Cheryl. I really want to know your Cherily ways. But, uh, but I, I got to squint during the fight scenes, and that's just not working. <laughs> so for my number three, it's another sort of kind of isekai. I got nine episodes in before I realized how bored I was. Uh, I can honestly say that uh, there's actually a, a couple of tweets that I've put up that if someone wants to look them up, they can see them. Uh, so I did go on record and say this, that this series actually made me want to give up on Isekai for mm. quite a while, and that would be Overlord. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so like I said, there is record of me saying that after watching Overlord, I was kind of done with Isekai for a while. I just, if I figured if that was the best that we were going to be getting, that Isekai had hit its peak and was just going to go downhill from there, you can argue either way that I'm right or wrong on that. Uh, I think we have a, a good 30, 40 years of Isekai left, so... Uh... Well, we're going to have to have that conversation in the 2040s. <laughs> so, right, but Overlord, the main issue that I had with Overlord is that the... I'm not saying that this concept can't work, because I've seen it work uh, in some more etchy series, like How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, where the main character is supremely overpowered and yet in real life is a timid kind of nerdy person who has no experience with girls whatsoever. Uh, so, I mean, that concept can work. It just doesn't work for me in Overlord. Mostly because the in the first episode when the main character is waiting for the game to shut down and he's walking around his castle all on his own and he's reprogramming things just for shits and giggles uh one of the things he does is he takes the supreme female commander or general or whatever her title is and changes her from a sadistic evil bitch into a cooing non-personality i love you to the ends of the earth and she ends up staying that way for as long as i was watching at least so, and that was just so boring to me, and it was so just very much a, wow, you have the power to do this, and that's what you decide to change her into, and then you proceed to not do anything about it, and get all embarrassed when she shows you affection, which you told her to do. Well, you, you don't know what you want. You think you know, but then it's all embarrassing and gooey stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the reason why it didn't work for me in Overlord. Like I mentioned, the concept does 
can work like how not to summon a demon lord it works because the the female characters have personality they have spunk to them they have attitude to them that is intriguing to me but having a cooing and overly affectionate with no real personality female lead just really ruined it for me I can see that. I haven't uh, paid any real attention to Overlord, but I did. I do enjoy their presence in Isekai Quartet, so I've been meaning, you know, at some point I figure I'll have to uh, take it for a spin. Uh, and offhand, Albedo doesn't. She doesn't come across as any different than a good 80% of, uh, you know, your your typical characters who are uh, uh, overly drawn to uh, the, the main character. So, yeah, um, and I mean, that's totally I don't see that in the in particular from that angle. But of course, everyone is very comedically set in uh, Isekai Quartet. Yeah, I mean, and that's totally a fair point. There are a number of female characters who are overly drawn to their main characters and are cooing and emotionally, you know, vulnerable or whatever you want to call it. And like I said, the concept there can work. There are examples of it happening even in other Isekai series. So, I mean, yeah, so the concept can't work. And just in Overlord, it just didn't sit well with me. And I can't really explain as in further detail as I would like. But, it, yeah, Overlord, nine episodes, I just, I couldn't deal with it. So my next one is a bit more of a manga cheat there is anime of this series and my experience is similar seeing it in motion i was testing it testing it out with someone but it comes more due to the uh connection i have with the with the author in general there are a number of them that uh Early on, I pretty much collected anything that they were apt to do. So Masamune Shiro, in the beginning, I collected as much as possible. Clamp was pretty much a, another one that I would just go out of my way to to grab anything uh, for the for the art, but it also other story elements. And uh, considering how big this series that you gave a uh an dishonorable mention to uh was at the time it was one of the easily one of the uh uh, ones you could recognize the furthest away were volumes of fushigi yugi uh i got real into the to the anime and pretty much anything that iwatase did uh so i have all of her the, everything I started uh, collecting Ayashino uh, uh, Saris when that came out, and that was a longer series. Finally, Fushigi Yugi, and then the later Gembu Kaiden were long enough, but 
she did a bunch of smaller volume things, which I would pick up anyway. And, you know, a lot of them weren't even your fantasy adventure stuff. Uh, a bunch of them were just your very, very normal romance or your rom-coms with a bit of a fantasy or sci-fi twist to them. Um, I would uh, go until 2018. I, I traveled the furthest distance uh, to an animazement in 1999 to uh, uh, to to see her and get a uh, a sketch. And uh, so I, I drove down to North Carolina for that. But uh, anywho, go along, and then. There is a, oh man, I forget what year this series started. Uh, Arata Kangatari, or Arata the Legend. Uh, and I guess, you know, late, late 2000s. And I was following it, and I just, you know, I followed it a bit here, and it, it just struck me how utterly it just felt completely uninspired overall considering the the track record including in a thing where people are jumping from one time period to another or in this case body switching and and stuff like that and you have your old fantasy world with uh magic or you have your uh modern one and everyone linked by simply having, you know, the same name. <laughs> and uh, there were some interesting elements to it, but it just came across so boringly. And this would end up being the longest series. I don't know if it's because, you know, it was turned and she was running it in, in Shonen Sunday instead of, uh, I think, Flowers, where most of this stuff was, but uh, she's almost universally prior to that shoujo and jose. And the the turn, it, it might have been simply the turn to more regular, generic shonen hijinks. I don't know if this is still ongoing. I think it might be, which is disappointing, because it's, it's just going to keep on being longer and longer than uh, Fushigi Yugi and other stuff. <laughs> but uh so the the anime thankfully only had one core probably won't come back it's it's possible but i don't i don't think anyone really noticed it, it but it's one of those things that uh similar to with with inuyasha and takahashi for me where i was it just bummed me out that Inuyasha ran for longer than Ranma and was so not Ranma. And was... <laughs> <laughs> but I eventually, you know, I can still read Inuyasha and get through it. I'm not going to watch the the anime for it. Uh, Takahashi is much more of a, a manga read for me anyway. But I can still get through that. But all of my enthusiasm for, for Arata is just deflated immediately, which is sad considering I really like the character uh, Arata, but not in this uh, not in this series. He needs to play uh, uh, Karata. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, this is one of those 
you know, when you when you get one of your, you know, similar to Macross Frontier with me was was me kind of getting deflated out of an IP that I really wanted to continue with. This this is one of those things where I just lost my enthusiasm for a, a favorite author. And it's uh, still ongoing, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I may try it again, but I, I just I can't see myself getting through any of it. It was just a, it was just a slog, and that makes me sad. It happens. It does. It shouldn't. <laughs> we should all, you know, be communicating with me in some fashion where I can tell them where they're going wrong and that they should stop and do something else. Kind of like how Kotoko released that Greatest Hits album very shortly after I suggested that she do so. Yes, yes. Definitely paying attention. Yeah, exactly, because that totally happened because of us. Mm -hmm. So for my number four, this is the most recent series technically on my list uh i got through 17 episodes by episode 17 i was white knuckling it just i was <laughs> so bored and that and the only reason why i picked it up to begin with is just because it's freaking everywhere and it's impossible to ignore and i figured i might as well and that would be demon slayer mm. Demon Slayer has amazing artwork. I will give it that much. UFO table, UFO table did an amazing job bringing this series to life. Uh, however, the story is just so basic. <laughs> it's there's nothing particularly amazing about the story that i felt compelled to go on to the end i got to episode 17 like i said um but i just could not get any further than that some of the characters made me want to put my fist through my monitor just to oh like who up. like who who could you possibly be talking about I don't I don't think there were any objectionable characters in that at all. <laughs> oh god, what is his name? I don't even Zenitsu. Thank you. Oh god. Yes, I, I, I mentioned in a in an earlier one that I, I made it through out of a sense of obligation, but there is no chance that I can continue like I could continue in manga form because I don't have to hear that pile of crap <laughs> do stuff but uh Zenitsu is is a challenge man yeah so like i said i got through most of the series but by that point i put it on hold and was meaning to get back to it and then like a week later i was just like i don't care enough to even try to get through the last you know seven or eight episodes so yeah so that and one that, is that's a little funny to me because isn't episode 18 the one that for people blew their mind i remember there being an episode where the internet exploded after it in general and i thought it was 18 it might I don't. Have, I don't remember off the top of my head now. It but, might have uh, been, but <laughs> it would be one of those things where it's like, 
Well, I only just stopped with 17, but suddenly the internet is losing their collective shit over this one. Maybe I should just watch one more. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you, you mentioned Dr. Stone earlier as well, and uh, there were there were probably some some other ones. I don't know how Black Clover hit with you, for instance. Black Clover, I gave it a shot. I don't even think I made the three episodes with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, cu- I couldn't make it through Asta speaking like Asta. Even even more immediately worse than Zenitsu was uh, frickin' Asta. His conversational, he, he's got no indoor voice, man. <laughs> it's bad. But, uh, yeah, that's why these were the kind of things where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to count them towards my my thing because there's almost no chance going in. Like, I think I think I could give Jujutsu Kaisen more of a chance going in than a a lot of the other ones. I actually uh, got shown the first three episodes of that one uh, recently by one of our Patreon patreon supporters and apparently it gets really really good because it won anime of the year last night yes and as we all know yeah no i mean i've uh, read the manga down uh, a decent degree and it, it's fine for for me i find it good for that type of uh, uh, series, which is not going to be a, a high-ranking thing with me in general, but I enjoyed it more than than others of the type. Dr. Stone has some real weird eyes in it, man. <laughs> so, Anywho. Alright, let's get into our last picks for this list. What is your number five? Okay. Uh... Like I said, this this is the one that I'm if I'm gonna challenge anything Death Note wise, I probably have to give it here because I've I've certainly mentioned it before, but it, it feels like such a prominent one. I've attempted it multiple times. Each time I'm kind of surprised at how little I can make it through. <laughs> even because I've adapted it to the earlier stuff uh, I mean I'm not a huge mecha head but there's certainly plenty of ones including ridiculous mecha stuff like uh, Gunbuster and Diebuster that I'll enjoy well enough uh, I don't have any particular uh, issue with the with the studio, or rather with the creative team, because the studio in this case was Gainax, but no no one thinks about this show as Gainax, they think of it as Trigger. Uh, <laughs> it has, you know, it's one of the highest rated things out there, it has uh, uh, iconic ending stuff, but I simply cannot get anywhere in Tengen, Tapa, Gurren Lagann. I am so with you right now. <laughs> it it is just a straight up fail for me, and I've tried it with multiple different sets of friends and people. I've tried it in multiple different moods. I'll give it some time. I'm like everyone friggin' loves this thing, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily 
against any of the individual elements, but the way it's put together in Gurren Lagann, I I'm just sucked out. All of my interest is drained in this thing so quickly that I don't quite understand why. <laughs> but I I can't I can't get out of single digits. So uh, and there's there's been a fourth concerted effort at one point. So. I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> I don't think I got it in me, boss. I, I think I think I shouldn't try no more. Yeah. Maybe maybe something in my brain needs remapping. And, you know, I, I, I enjoy plenty of stuff, including directed by Imaishi. I think I would enjoy it a lot if it was a movie. Not there is also a movie, but rather if if I approached it in the same way that I, you know, enjoyed Promare. Which was, again, to most people, I'm I'm not going to be a, a top-tier Promare fan with it, but I think I could have... I think I would enjoy the coming and going of Gurren Lagann in that form a lot more, but it, it just does not speak to me as a dual-core series. Yeah, I mean, I never made it past single digits either. I made it, I remember watching it when it very first came out on DVD. Uh, I remember Bandai eventually got the license. There was kind of some hot potato action with it uh, going on back in the day because ADV had it first and then they lost it and Bandai picked it up. Um and I remember watching the first volume, you know, liked it well enough, but there was so much anime being released at the time that I never got back to it. And then when I tried to get back to it, I just realized, no, it's this, this, no, just no. Yep. And there's a notable character death very early on. That's one of, I think that's one of the ways that people really get drawn into it. But uh -huh. for me, it's like, how am I possibly supposed to care? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, feel, it feels bad. It feels wrong in some way. And I'm like, but, but, but I can't, it's just not working. The thing is with that character death is that I didn't like that character. <laughs> I mean, I know he was the cool big brother and he was always supporting the main character, but I did not like him. And so when he died, it was just like, okay. And? Yeah. So yeah, I remember us having a, a uh, conversations like this before, but uh, this... This is the one that feels like the the biggest not not challenge mode, but it it feels like somehow there's a community loss to it in a way that I don't feel for your typical endless battle shonens that people love. You know, I'm not gonna Dragon Ball and JoJo up or or the other stuff. I I simply can't. But that's fine. I understand that that whole space outside of the, the up through the Kyoto arc in Kenshin is it, just not, not a place that I'm going to care about. 
Uh, <laughs> but but this one in in particular feels like something that I should be able to make it through. But uh, but it, it it ain't it ain't happening. I wonder what it's ranked at. And that's what I was saying when you when you were giving it a score for it, a community score. I'm like, well, I guess other than probably Arata, which I'm sure no one even watched, let alone scored. I, I think most of my stuff is in that, you know, upper tier kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So just for nature of why I was picking them out for uh, for notability. So, all right. Uh, so for my last one, I am choosing a sequel. Uh, I'm also saying beforehand that it absolutely breaks my heart that i have to include this on my list because i am su- i am a noted known fan of this franchise uh and i've been a defender of it since the beginning however sword art online alicization is Ooh. freaking boring as hell <laughs> interesting i know i did i did drop out of that quickly so you'll have to you'll have to give me from your perspective where where it was dropping the ball oh it drops the ball really early on um the thing is with alicization i got through 17 episodes and once again just like with demon slayer i was white knuckling it by that point and I was only watching it out of loyalty. and But by the time I got to that point, I put it on hold. And then a week later, once again, I was just like, I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go back to this. Even though I know that it get, even though people kept saying it gets better, it gets better, it gets better. The second half the second you know set of 26 episodes will blow your mind i just couldn't get there i could not get there because the series it feels like such a departure from what i loved about the first you know two seasons and the movie which was it's not so much the romance aspects those are nice but i primarily got into sao because of its fun action series uh, fun action scenes i thought that the action scenes were really you know what made the series fun for me and really got me into them i liked seeing kirito you know beating the crap out of people who deserved it but <laughs> Alicization, it's much more of a sci-fi drama than it is an action series. And when you take away the action from this series, you realize just how kind of stale these characters are. That That's odd, because I thought that this, every time... I would notice it again because people would be talking about something. It seemed to be have to do with giant battle set pieces and other stuff. I thought Alicization was leaning into the action harder than 
than any of the other if it seasons. did i never noticed it because i mean there are well i don't have familiarity with it so i don't know but that's what I, that's what i thought it was doing was turning it more into like a a, a war film almost i thought it was uh there are action sequences but for me they were so few and far between that i just couldn't get i just couldn't connect with them there within the first 17 episodes there are a handful of solid real action battle sequences um there might be more later on or maybe i'm just forgetting some because i didn't get into them as much but for the most part i found myself just really bored with the exposition the early on the explanation of what kirito is going through is just so long the monologue that asana <laughs> and and uh Sion share with each other as they're explaining everything that's going on is just super long it's super confusing I thought that maybe because the first time I watched tried to watch this series was in Japanese and I thought maybe that it was just my lack of reading comprehension that was doing it and I, the subtitles were making it more confusing than it needed to be so I tried watch so I waited a full year I tried it again in English and I was still so freaking lost. And it just drove me nuts. Uh, but like I said, I kept going with it. I kept, you know, watching. But yeah, there just wasn't enough action. There was too much talking and exposition. And, you know, maybe someday, maybe someday... I mean, it's literally called War of the Underworld. How the is second, it possibly not? This, that's, what the se- <laughs> that's what the second half of the third season is. The first one is Alice is just Alicization. And oh, like well, okay, that's true. I don't, I don't know how many core are in each of those. Two core for each half. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, I mean, the first, you know, 26 episodes, I assume, are just setting up for the big giant war that happens in the second half but i just couldn't get there and like i said it breaks my heart because i have been such a defender of this series from the beginning i have sat through thick and thin you know i sat through everything up to this point and i just couldn't do it anymore uh i am gonna watch sword art online progressive when it comes out i will i will watch that and hope for the best um but this third season just i couldn't do it so are you gonna is that something where you'll rejoin with moon cradle or if they cover the continue covering the other uh light novels and they change the uh out of the uh alicization uh uh whatever the hell is going on there see uh... what i worry about is that if they continue on with it i'm gonna be even more lost because i skipped 
you know, a good... Well, you can yeah. you can read precis. Um I'm pretty sure that there's, you know, not a whole lot of plot happening. There's just a lot of talking and, and action. When when it comes right down to it, you can uh you can pick up a lot of this stuff uh pretty easily. But uh so so what you're saying here is that uh you're not gonna watch any more isekai. That's what it's coming down to. All all of this isekai. You got a real real bone to pick about isekai in your last year. Yeah, that was pretty much the overarching theme that I was going with. Uh, I didn't do that intentionally. It just kind of <laughs> ended up happening. I'm not saying that I'm never going to watch an isekai ever again, because if I did that, I'd have to give up anime. Well, I assume you're watching uh, Slime Coon right now. Uh, I have not watched anything from the winter season yet. How dare you, I know, sir. I know. How I dare am, you. I am bad. I am horrible. You <laughs> me. I think you might enjoy it. So. <laughs> so, all right. But I think that about wraps things up for this episode did you have any other final comments thoughts anything you wanted to throw well out? i think what we have to decide between us is which will earn us the most enmity out there in the broader community is is it uh, death note or gurren Lagann? how do we uh how do we determine which one will will get us the most overall hatred? I'll link to both our Twitter accounts in the Patreon oh, okay. post and see which one of us gets the most hate. Gurren is rated slightly higher. It's ranked slightly higher score-wise on Mal, but Death Note has the highest popularity. Literally the number one most popular Mal entry. <laughs> is death note okay so uh i don't know which way do we go do we go by rating or i guess i guess one is bigger like gurren lagan is popularity is 46 so number one is kind of ultimately even if it is ranked slightly uh lower it's it's gotta be uh it's gotta be worth something so there you go <laughs> you will have the most enmity for your for your shit taste. That's yeah, my very shit taste. <laughs> so, alright, let's go ahead. Let's wrap things up at that point. Thank you, CT, for joining me for another fun discussion. Thanks. Hopefully let's... it doesn't take, an, uh, take us another two or three months to do another one of these. Well, I think it might. Depends how many more times I come down with COVID, I suppose. <laughs> so, alright, and on that note, thank you all to all of you for listening to us ramble for the last hour 15 minutes or so. If you want to hear these podcasts as soon as they go live, please consider uh, backing us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash review. That's where they go live for a week before they hit major podcast providers for free. Uh, until then, have a great night, everybody, and we'll talk to you all soon. Good night, folks. See you around.